Welcome to Courage in Action. We are a sisterhood of women empowering women to be everything we are meant to be. I'm your host, Naluka Kotagata, and it is my privilege to join your life journey as we connect with some extraordinary, triumphant, and beautifully imperfect women through this podcast. Together, we hope to inspire you to take action towards your life goals, one courageous step at a time. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Courage in Action. Is anyone out there ready for a change in life? Are you yearning for transformation and feeling overwhelmed by the magnitude of it? Well, our guest today is for you. Susan Gregory is a remarkable woman whose life took her all over the world and finally here to Canada. She has transformed her life from a telecommunications professional into the founder and owner of Best Work Yet. She and her team are certified coaches who help their clients be the best they can be and get better each and every day. If anyone knows about how changing your habits and behaviors can transform your life, it's Susan. So welcome, Susan. Thank you so much, Luca. It's such a pleasure to be here. Amazing. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, the different places you've been in and as a coach, how you see maybe similarities between the human experience, no matter where you're from or where you've been in the world? So uh, I was born in New Zealand and uh, so I grew up there and that's where, where I studied as well. Um, and I've traveled all through Southeast Asia. So Thailand, Malaysia, Singapore, on my way to the UK where I lived for a while. Um, and when I lived in the UK, I was in London and I, I, I've traveled quite a bit, both personally, but also for work when I, when I lived in the UK. So I've been, I've been to different parts of Africa. I've been to Kuwait in the Middle East. I've been all through Europe. Um, and I moved to Canada 12 years ago. And so, you know, as a, as a coach, um, and seeing you know, seeing all different ways of life, it's like, what I see that it, that we all have in common is this you know, this wanting to be to be seen and this you know the striving to to make the best of our lives and, and but sometimes that we forget like the emotional component of whatever it is that we're trying to achieve as well that whatever our goals are it's not just like rationally what am I trying to achieve and how do I do it but also taking into account the emotional side and making sure that it's something that we truly want that it's aligned with our values mm-hmm. and that and that it also our our steps to to achieving it really fit into our lives and so that we can be true to ourselves and not just always striving for success. That's that's such a great great way to put it in terms of striving for success because we are um and I've lived many places also and it's always this sort of training and programming that we have that these are the steps and when you get here this is success. But I think success for every individual is different because Absolutely. of how it makes you feel, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, and and it's always changing as well. And I've I've always been a person that you know, despite despite that I have achieved a lot of things that I've set out for, that sometimes when people ask me things like, you know, what's your five year or, or what's where do you see yourself in five years or where where do you see yourself in ten years? I've mm-hmm. always struggled with that because there's so many interesting places that life can take us, and you never quite know what's going to show up serendipitously. So I love to be able to make room for that as well. So you called your organization best work yet. So doing your best is always, you know, what we strive for. So how did how did you land on that? And what does it mean to you? Yeah, thank you. Thanks for asking. Yes, it really took me a lot of, of thought uh, and a lot of conversations to get to mm. that because for me it is that I like I always I always want to do my best and to help other people to do the same. But the idea of best work yet is this idea of the journey that whatever whatever we are able to do today that is our best, then tomorrow might be better still. And I love learning and I love working and collaborating with people who love learning. And so the idea is that also that we are that we're never done. Like even if we're so excited today about what we've created, it's all part of this of this continuous journey of, of learning and growing. Mm, it kind of reminds me of, you know, Michelle Obama's book entitled Becoming. Like it's sort of that, like nothing has ended. You can keep growing and keep learning and keep developing as a human throughout your entire life. Exactly. And I love uh, that book as well. Mm-hmm. And so for everybody out there who sort of, but I'm following all these steps and I know these steps and that's where, how I'm going to achieve whatever this big success definition Mm. is for them. How would you sort of get them to sort of let go of that a little bit? So from the way that I, that I encourage people to let go of this is that when we're thinking about these steps, these steps are often towards a goal and the part of the problems with with goals is that if say we're talking about a like two teams having a game of basketball, right? The the play the team that wins and the team that loses has the same goal, which right. is which is to win the game, right? Yes. Yes. Um, and so when we're so when we're thinking about like habits and behavior change rather than goals. What I want to encourage people to think about is like, how do like how do you want to live your life? Like, how do you want to live your life um, every day? And it's this idea being that, you know, <laughs> the the things that real that give us some lasting, like really lasting, I would say, like results in terms of say health or happiness are those little things that we do every day and not those like big sort of overnight success type things. Like I've heard about this idea of like being, like not being sexy, like the the tortoise and the hare. Like the hare is fast and sexy and the tortoise (laughs) is slow and steady and not sexy. And being like the tortoise, right? Just like those things, those little things that you do every day are those things that we do to care for ourselves or to stay connected with people who matter to us, but also will give you success, for example, in your work or your business. Yeah. But it's those things about what we do consistently every day and not those things that we think like we have to do something like so amazing and so big. 
Um, so that's that's how I want to help help people think of like letting go of of uh, like I say a lot of pressure around a goal. What about if you're in like you could be in a situation in life where you know you're striving to um, get out of a difficult situation or you know life needs to change and so right. you do have this big sort of yeah. I think some people call it big hairy goal like mm-hmm. how do you break that down and start to to evolve to it without sort of saying let go of that whole big goal yeah, yeah. Sort of break it down into digestible pieces yes yeah. yeah yeah actually that's a great way of, of putting it because definitely you want to have that direction right like where you know where am I going what do I want my life to be like and sometimes when we're when we are thinking about one of these situations where we we can't quite see exactly how we're going to do it yeah. to to just keep that momentum going of taking those small steps. So I love this metaphor of that when you're when you're driving at night and your headlights are shining on the road, you only see a few meters in front of you on the road. And so if you're trying to get out of a, a, diff- a difficult situation, sometimes we don't know what all of the steps are going to be. We just need to know what the next step is going mm. to be. So that, I think that, that kind of mindset can stop you from getting overwhelmed. Like um, I've, I've got a friend who is, who's working, working his way out of a job that he really doesn't like. And at first it was just like, it just seemed like so big and so complicated, but he's now just, you know, starting to take these steps of investigating different options, moving to a city where there's more, where there's potentially more opportunities, starting to network. So it's just like one little piece at a time, like rather than thinking like, I have to have this entire huge plan mapped out. Yeah, and you have like a timeline set and a goal and like this mm-hmm. is what's going to happen because mm-hmm. we all know the best laid plans <laughs> tend to go awry and, and life can get crazy. Have you ever had a time in your life where everything seemed like it was out of control and just really super busy and and you sort of got yourself out of that and worked your way through it into into something else? Yeah, so one of the craziest times in my life was when I had met my husband, so we were engaged, but we weren't yet married. And he was living here in Canada and I was living in the UK. Okay. And um, so I was I was planning the wedding because the wedding was going to be in the UK. So it was just easier for me to do most of the planning. Okay. And I was also wrapping up my UK business because um, I couldn't continue. I couldn't continue when I moved to Canada and I was planning to move. So all of that at the same time. And luckily, um, at that same time, I had the opportunity to uh, to learn about a, a certain productivity habits based on the book um, "Getting Things Done." Okay. And uh, and I had a coach who uh, who walked me through the specific steps of the uh, of this technique, and. I really credit it with with saving my sanity. Mm. Um, and what was what was really neat about it is that these like these specific habits of how to like, how to keep things organized and how to work towards something big, but just a little bit at a time, um, are things that I still do. Right. So it's like if I'm trying to do something big, just this idea of what is the very next thing that I need yeah. to do. So so for for anyone who's listening to this podcast, if you're thinking about something really big that you need to do, 
Um, you might have thought about like, oh, you know, what is my goal? What's you know, specific, measurable, achievable, yes. time, you know, all of this like smart goals, right? Yes. And you've got this all mapped out, you know why it would be so great and so on, but you haven't done it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would encourage you to think about is what could be the tiniest next step that you could take to achieving that. So whether it's like Googling something or, mm. or texting a friend for, you know, for whatever resource they use, just the smallest little thing. And celebrate that, right? Like yes. you may think it's a ridiculously small, tiny thing, but it got you one step closer, one step closer um, to that yeah. ultimate goal. Yeah. And uh, while, while you're on that topic of, of celebrating is such an important thing when you're, when you're creating, when you're taking small steps or you're creating a new habit to celebrate and to reward yourself. Mm-hmm. And what I've been, uh, what I've been reading about um, regarding rewards and rewards and celebrations, I love the way BJ Fogg talks about it in his book, Tiny Habits. Um, When, so he, so when you're making a new habit, you want to give yourself that pleasure of having completed it. Mm. And sometimes we think about rewards like, oh, I'm going to have, you know, a sweet treat, or I'm going to buy myself something. But those kinds of rewards can get expensive over time. Both in terms of money, <laughs> you buy yourself also, a gift every time right. you take a tiny step. It might, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, not, and not just expensive in terms of money, but also expensive in terms of like, you know, how many cupcakes are you really going to have? Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. It's not good for your health. No. But, so the way that I love that he talks about celebrations is actually finding tiny celebrations, little things like and it's going to sound really silly but that's good for me because I love silly stuff like yeah. doing like a fist pump and saying like yeah I'm a superstar or <laughs> something like really silly and fun like you wave your hands in the air and go and the crowd goes wild or doing a little spin in your chair or singing a bit of a song it's like hey now you're a rock star get the show I love it <laughs> <laughs> But you know what's interesting about all of those little things that you just mentioned? They're all a physical action of some form. Mm. So not just like quietly sitting to yourself and going, well done, me. Yeah. But like actually moving your body and doing a little bit of like that fun play, childlike element of life that I think a lot of adults, we lose that. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. so true. And often it's something you're moving your body and you may be saying something out loud yeah you're getting your face involved so smiling or looking at yourself (laughs) in the mirror or pretending to give yourself a high five in the mirror saying yeah you did it yeah and and uh what else do I want to say about that it just being that that tiny little thing that you can do it every single time as well and it comes back to what we were talking about with the emotional resonance it's not just about taking that logical step and that being good enough, it's like, how do I make sure that I'm feeling really good about this at the same time? So is that an example of a habit, like a, the tiny celebration and you have to, you have to actually practice habits before they become so. So would you, would you call that like a star, a starter habit or like, how do you get into building those? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So with, um, with a habit, we want to be thinking about like, of course, what the what the actual thing is that you're going to be doing. But the right. idea is that um, if you're linking the thing that you want to be doing to something that you would already do, 
mm-hmm. and then having the celebration aspect as part of it. So even just something that makes you feel good on its own can be a habit. So there is one of the one of the habits that BJ Fogg talks about. It's like when you get up in the morning, because yeah. most of us do, uh, we, we hope. <laughs> right? yeah. you get up in the morning and you put your feet on the floor because that's going to happen for sure. And yeah. that you just think to yourself or ideally say it out loud it's going to be a great day. Mm. And this is a, and this is actually an example of a tiny habit that is partly just to get into the idea of, of building new positive habits. But then it's also like, if you start your day this way, by, by putting your feet on the floor and saying, it's going to be a great day, then you're already starting to be someone who puts himself into a positive mind, who is learning to create new habits and seeing how new habit creation works. Yeah. Um, and this also gives you fuel for other perhaps uh, like more difficult habits to form as well. That's really interesting because that's almost like it's like an anchor in the morning. Like that is the first thing you do. It's something that it's so easy to do, right? Yeah. Um, how do you help people navigate feeling like not they're lying to themselves, but if you're if you're not actually believing that it's going to be a good day, mm. are you just saying something that doesn't actually resonate? Yeah, with you? yeah, that's that's yeah, that's important because sometimes sometimes just doing it a few times and you start, your brain starts to like look for reasons to believe it. So sometimes it's enough just to do that. But sometimes if you just change it a little bit, then to something that feels like it might be more real for you, like it's going to, there's going to be something great about today, or it's going to be a great day somehow, or something that just might feel a bit more, a bit more authentic to you. And this has like a reinforcing effect where our brain, we're always trying to make things consistent with ourselves. So it's also like sometimes just looking in the mirror and making the habit of looking in the mirror and smiling at yourself in the mirror, your brain yeah. will start to look for reasons why you're smiling. Like even if you don't feel good in the first place, if when you smile and you look at yourself in the mirror, it actually has an effect of starting to feel happier. So it's kind of a, it's, you know, strange way of going about it, but it will often work. It's the, it's the mind body connection, right? Like it's, mm. and that's where the celebration being an actual physical movement or an actual vocalization. I think the mind, not, I think, but from where I'm, you know, I'm not a scientist, but where, from what I've seen, that's just sort of getting that practice between the mind uh, and the body, because it, it really does start to, start to shift your thinking like it's almost like gratitude when you have a gratitude practice you start looking for things to be thankful for so if you wake up and say it's going to be a great day then perhaps you'll start looking for things to make it that way yeah absolutely so is that what you would call um, a keystone habit I've heard that term kind of um mentioned but can you help our listeners understand more about what that is Sure. So the Keystone Habit, the first place I read about Keystone Habits was in the book, The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. And a Keystone Habit, well, in architecture, the Keystone sits at the top of an arch and it helps to interlock the entire arch. Oh, it's where both sides are leaning. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if you picture a stone arch, it's it's right. It's a stone right at the top uh, of the curve, and without this keystone, the arch will fall apart. So a keystone habit supports you in doing a bunch of other great habits. So if you have got a, a big goal, rather than focusing on the goal, what I suggest is to focus on what are those uh, what are those keystone habits that will help to support you in creating other good habits. So what we want to do is to create a virtuous si- a circle as opposed to a vicious cycle or a downward cycle. <laughs> right. And one example and... Uh, a lot of people have a goal to lose weight. Um, a great habit is keeping a food diary okay. as a keystone habit because logging what you eat every day, if you start writing down everything that you eat, that habit alone is going to change what you eat because mm. you know you're going to have to have that accountability to yourself and you know you're going to have to write it down. Right. Um, and if you have to show it to somebody else later, what you wrote down, that helps even more. <laughs> that would help a lot more for me. I'd be like, I'm just going to keep a secret. I ate an entire chocolate <laughs> day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I did, a, I, was, I, I did this. I was seeing a naturopathic doctor and she had me keep a food diary. And yes. when I was in the Starbucks and I was about to order a grande vanilla almond milk latte, just knowing <laughs> that I had to write it down and admit it to my naturopathic doctor later, yes. I would change my order. And so that habit alone, it can it can lead to other great habits, right? Because if you start to feel like, oh, I'm I'm a person who makes healthy choices about food, then it actually starts to work on the level of identity. Like I'm a healthy person, and that might lead you to feeling better about your yourself, and you're more likely to exercise and so on. And but it stems from starting with one small habit, which is just committing to, I'm going to write down what I eat. Right. Yeah. And then as you're working through all these habits, like sometimes I find people will try to do all like, oh, that's a good habit. That's a good habit. I should do all the things that they're talking about right now. How do you pick like that one to start? Like we've talked about the simple one in the morning, but for each person individually, how do they sort of filter that down into like, this is the next thing that I can do really well. Yeah. I think there's there are two ways I would look at it. One is like what is a habit that is likely to like lead or spur on other things. Mm-hmm. So for for example, one of my work habits is planning my day. So before I, in the morning before I dive into email, I will write down three things that I'm going to okay. do that day. Um, that will lead to other so that will lead to other good choices. So actually, this is one. This is one of my favorite habits for because as well as it, if I do that thinking, then it's likely that I'm actually going to do some really productive and important things during my day. But also because of that, um, the this this habit is something that's really easy for me to do um, it's because it's literally just you know grabbing my post-it and a pen, and while I'm having my morning coffee. I write down three things. So it takes like it takes 30 seconds. So the two things, the two things about choosing that right habit are what's that good habit that's likely to lead to other good things happening? And also what's actually something that is really easy that I can commit mm. to that I could actually do in one minute or less. Oh, that's a good, that's a good boundary. Cause I was actually just thinking, I'm like, oh, that's great that you do three things, but one minute or like. 
that you could write down or you could actually get done in one minute or less. Yeah. Yeah. So, so just to, to be clear, the, the habit, the habit itself is just to write down the three things. So that just takes me one minute to write down the three things, the three yeah. things that I, that I might do, they might, they're going to take probably more than one minute each, but the fact that I've written it down is likely that, that those other things are now going to happen. Yeah. Perfect. And so you mentioned, you know, you're enjoying your morning coffee and everything. How does the, your physical environment impact um, oh, such a good question. So the, there's a concept in behavior change and, and uh, habit formation, which is like environment, like environment design. And it sounds like super fancy, like you have to have, you know, some kind of a qualification in it. But the, but the idea is really just like, what is in what is in my space that is either helping me or hindering me to do this thing that I want to do, or perhaps um, perhaps sometimes we actually have we have triggers in our physical environment that make us do things that we realize are not that good for us, right? So right, yeah. Just, even just like if you're uh, um, if you are trying to learn the guitar, and this was in um, Sean, uh, uh, sorry, I'm going to want to pronounce his name properly, is Sean. A core, his book okay. called The Happiness Advantage. And he talked about okay. wanting, he was um, learning to play the guitar and he wanted to play the guitar and he wanted to practice. So it wasn't an issue of motivation, but he just found that he wasn't doing it. And okay. so he, made, he made one really small change. And this is the, again, it's still the concept of environment design. He took his guitar out of the closet and he put it on a stand in the middle of his living room. And when he made oh. that one change, he ended, he ended up practicing his guitar um, every day for three weeks. And he called that the 20 second rule. So it's like, how can I, like, how can I change something in my environment that's actually going to cut down, like cut off 20 seconds that, that is between me and doing the thing that I said that I wanted to do. Oh, okay. So it's almost like, you know, and I'm in the retail business and we call it like, you know, frictionless shopping and make it as easy as possible. So make something like, as easy as possible and frictionless for it to happen. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, so uh, another, another example would be like, um, if you're, uh, if you're wanting to drink less alcohol, but your fridge is stocked with beer, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know, like yeah. even, just, if, even just like taking, taking the beer out of the fridge and putting it in a closet somewhere and you're only going to... So like, it's warm and it's... Yeah, nice. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you're not, not going to want it, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And so then it's like, no, um, then I'd have to like take it out of the, the closet and then put it in the fridge and then wait, right? You're just you're so much less likely to drink that beer. <laughs> to actually do it. And so when it comes to things like that, like for me, my, you know, my um, kryptonite, as they call it, is chocolate. Like I'll inhale an entire large chocolate bar, no problem. Um, And then, you know, if you're trying to give up alcohol, you're trying to, you mentioned the sort of, there's the motivation to do it. And then you sort of think, I'm going to build the willpower and willpower is going to drive me here. And then, and then you almost feel like a failure, like you don't have willpower. Yeah. But that, that seems sort of, 
flawed or is willpower somehow overrated or what role does that play? Totally overrated. So the idea with, um, with willpower is that like, if, if, if we are motivated enough to do the thing that we want to do, then, then that motivation is, is going to blast through the, um, the problem of willpower. It's like, okay. So if you didn't, if you didn't, uh, do the thing that you said you were going to do, or if you faulted and you ate chocolate and you didn't mean to, or whatever. It's like <laughs> it's like that you have somehow. Like, whoops, I didn't mean yeah, to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's actually like no, it's it, rather than seeing it as um, rather than seeing it as like I failed. It's like no, it would just it wasn't a well designed. Um, habit because there was something that's in that is in your environment that is getting in the way of that um, and okay. so that's actually a much better way to see it as seeing it as a design flaw in in the habit rather than seeing seeing it as something that is a problem with with you or your willpower and one of the areas that I want to that I want to help people understand with willpower is how much that we have actually our willpower kind of fades through the day. So, hmm. so for most people, you're going to have more willpower in the morning uh, because it actually links to decision fatigue. So the more decisions that we have to make throughout the day, what we're yeah. going to eat, what we're going to wear, decisions that were, what supplier shall I choose, what bus do I catch, like all of these decisions they sap our, our decision-making power, causing uh, decision fatigue, and then what, and that in turn saps our willpower. So for example, it's like, if you are, if you want to go to the gym in the evening, let's say, and mm-hmm. but there's, there's something about like you, there are some decisions that uh, need to be made together. It's like, what am I going to wear? What, what class am I going to go to? All of this. If you can somehow make those decisions in advance, like if, so, even like if evening is the sweet spot, if that's the right time for you to go to the gym, you want to have everything ready beforehand. What you're going to wear, mm. what class you're going to take, exactly what time you're going to leave home, what you're going to eat before and afterwards, so that you're so that when you get to the end of your busy day, whatever you've been doing, that you're not suffering from this uh, this loss of willpower and this loss of decision making power, um, which is likely to happen during your day. Which is really interesting because we don't actually ever really consciously think about all of the decisions we make from the moment we wake up. Yeah. Like number one decision, putting your mindset right, making sure that you're going to have a good day by just sort of setting that like habit like we talked about. But that was really interesting to hear you talk about sort of decision fatigue in terms of um, all of the tiny little decisions that we're making. And of course you're tired by the end of the day. Um. Yeah. And then you feel like, oh, I could have or I should have done X, Y, Z more in a day. But think about all the things your body and your brain have done already in a day. So true. And this is is why people like um, Mark Zuckerberg and Barack Obama famously wear the same things every day. Yeah. There was this really hilarious meme that I saw with Mark Zuckerberg um, showing a picture of his wardrobe. And it said, you know, um, first day back after paternity, what am I going to wear? And in his closet, (laughs) it was just all 
gray short sleeve t-shirts or blue long sleeve shirts and like the exact same just multiple yes. of the same shirt yeah. and I just I just love that it's like I mean I kind of not that I want to wear that but just that the idea of that <laughs> freedom right of like there's yes. just one decision that is just taking care of every day yeah I remember you know back in the days when we were going into our offices pre-pandemic um I would actually try and plan out the outfits for the week like pick five yeah just on a Sunday and just hang them up and ready to go just so I yeah I didn't have to think about it in the morning I would just throw it on and run out the door like it was you know yeah and you may not have realized it at the time but that's a really smart thing to do because it's just one like that that's going to help your whole whole day actually flow well um as well as just you know one one less thing on your mind with everything else going on yeah it felt a little bit though like I was like oh man five so sometimes I would like get tired doing it I'm like oh I don't know but I tried to get get into that sort of routine so yeah I think that's another thing we have to remember to do is just have some grace and some patience with us with ourselves that we're not going to be perfect even when we build these habits right well, this is this is part of why I really love like where I love habits rather than goals because like when I look at a habit and it doesn't work and I think to myself you know what it's a problem with the design of the habit it's not you know it's, it doesn't mean that I'm a weak willed person and the other part of this is that as I as I continue to build habits that serve me when like when we do and we 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 are able to ingrain those new habits those things tend to run on autopilot um mm-hmm. and again i'm not so i'm not actually so concerned about some of the the goal stuff because in the end they end up taking care of themselves if you've got great systems and you've got great habits you're going to naturally move towards those things that are that are a good fit for your lifestyle and your values yeah and it's um it sounds a lot to me like you know conversations that Uh, I've had in the past around self-care you know it's um if the habit goes wrong it's a design flaw in the habit it's kind of like if you made a silly decision doesn't make you stupid doesn't make you bad it just means that maybe you did something that wasn't you took an action that wasn't your normal or wasn't you know something that you would consider a smart move but it doesn't make you doesn't change who you are or reduce your value in any way shape or form Exactly. And it's all, it's all part of the learning process, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you're, you're becoming the best you as you <laughs> doing your best work yet each and every day. Yeah. <laughs> so what would you say, you know, to our listeners sort of, you know, we've talked about a lot of different things. What would you say are sort of maybe the top three things that people can, can start to do in a day to. Hmm. Okay. So I'm not sure if you can hear my son, by the way, in the background. He's just going. Oh no, I can't. Can. <laughs> <laughs> so the so the top are you are you asking about like the top three habits or more like how to create a great habit? Just as a recap, I think to create them because I think ha- the habits themselves will be very individual. So how do you yeah. actually go about creating them? Like mm-hmm. if people are thinking, okay, good, tomorrow the next thing I'm going to do is this. What would you suggest? Okay. So what I, what I would have people think about is when you are when you're picking something that's going to move you in a direction that you want to go, um, mm-hmm. 
pick something that that you actually that you think is going to bring you some pleasure somehow that you will actually enjoy doing that thing right so think about um, how it's going to make you feel yeah yeah so yeah. it's like if, if you're let's say that you want to be moving your body more right so some people like running and some people like me do not like running so pick something that's going to be a fun way to move your body like to dance well that would be that would be my fun yes. thing to do right? me too I love dancing yeah <laughs> and so and then think about now like how to make it easy like I'm just going to commit to like putting on a song and I'm going to like just dance for one minute of that song right mm-hmm. um and choosing the right time to do it more like mornings are best for a lot of people because if you can build it into your morning routine it often helps to set up your day for success um and also because of the willpower factor in the evening it becomes harder so making a yeah. good time to do it um reminding yourself to do it so having actually like putting putting a reminder in your phone or putting it <laughs> yes. somewhere so you remember to do that thing and then finally yeah. reward yourself so you know, we were talking earlier do an action um sing a funny song give yourself a big smile give yourself a high yeah. five yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like that. <laughs> yeah, so you're so you're celebrating that success and create and continuing to create that positive emotion. So I love it. So it's think about how it will make you feel, think about how to make it easy, mm-hmm. the time you want to do it, and how you're gonna reward yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How to celebrate. I love it. I love it. That is yes, how to celebrate, not reward yourself. It should be oh, yeah. That, you know. And you know what? It's, it's kind of the same because it's like it, it's a celebration, but that the reward is that positive feeling that you're giving yourself. Yeah, you're right. Because people normally think about a re- reward as something, you know, physical, but it could it could be a feeling as much as as a as a thought, right? So yeah. That's amazing. Well, I know I've learned a ton today. Is there anything else that you wanted to share um, in terms of how our listeners can build habits and transform their lives? Sure. So you know what? I'm going to give you, I'm just going to give you a few um, book recommendations. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So some of my favorites are Atomic Habits by James Clear. Um, I've already mentioned Tiny Habits by BJ Fogg. And yeah. also change anything by Carrie Patterson and others. Love it. So we have we have homework to do to yeah, our listeners. Sure We've got it. a reading list. I love it. Um, yeah. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for that, and thank you for taking the time to share all of that wisdom with us. It was a great conversation. Thank you so much, Luca. I really I really enjoyed the conversation as well. Amazing. 